This week on the Emo Social Club, we bring you some recaps of our reviews of Mayday Parades, A Lesson in Romantics, and The Youths in Love and Death. And of course, these are only little snippets, so if you want to see and hear the full thing, both of them, head on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us, and let us know what you think about our reacts in the comments, too. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie, and no interview this week, but we are going to bring you some rundowns and highlights of two videos that we already have out over on our YouTube channel. A review of um, a review of a lesson in romantics by Mayday Parade and in love and death by the Used. Some of you, if you're frequent listeners, know how Brian and I feel about both of these bands, or maybe you just don't fully know. So it'll be exciting for you. And if you're new, welcome to the Emo Social Club. It's me, Lizzie, talking and doing this intro while Brian's at home. I don't know, probably being normal and being asleep, but I could be completely wrong about that, too. We hope that you enjoyed our interview last week with Hungover. And if you wanted the full interview as well, that is over on our Patreon. You can subscribe for free. And if you want that extra content, it's only a dollar a month. And you'll get what's also left on the cutting room floor and anything of that sort that we don't post on our public social accounts. With that in mind as well, make sure you go and follow Emo Social Club on all of our socials at X Emo Social Club X on Twitter and TikTok and at Emo Social Club on Instagram. And if you want to keep up to date with what me and Brian are doing individually, too, if you like us enough like that, you can go and hit us up on our socials. We're all the same on all platforms. I'm at Bored and Bathory and Brian is at Spooky Pants One. And while you're chronically online on the interwebs, checking us all out, make sure that you're also rating and commenting on whatever platform you listen to and let us know what you think about it, especially with the new format that we have with music news and new music. Let us know what you think. We're playing around and experimenting with segmentation. But without further ado, we're going to jump in uh, to some highlights of our maybe rancid thoughts of Mayday Parade's A Lesson in Romantics and the use in Love and Death. First up, Mayday. When we were young, 2024, all album plays, they're telling us. Very many. They're saying all album plays. Allegedly. Uh, we at the Emo Social Club have decided that we're going to listen to every record that's being played at When We Were Young this year because there's some that we know very well. There's some that we love. There's some that I know and love that Lizzie doesn't know. And there's some that Lizzie knows and loves that I don't know. And there's those records that neither of us have listened to. And maybe we're missing out on one of the best records that'll be played for that day. And so we wanted to take some time and review all of the records that are being played, all 56 records from the festival. And uh, we're, we're, we're getting through them. We're making our way downtown. We're yeah, listening fast. fast. <laughs> Uh, this episode, this record we're listening to today is Mayday Parades, A Lesson in Romantics. Wow. Yeah. And uh, let's let's get into it a little bit. Lizzie, why don't you tell us a little bit about the background of this record before we get into our, our takes and our reviews on it? Yeah. So this was their debut album from Mayday Parade, which is very crazy because they only have one ep that came out prior to this which was not really an ep it was like eight to ten songs so whatever. that's a record <laughs> whatever works whatever works for them i guess it was called tales told by dead friends and 
they basically went out to Warp Tour multiple dates and sold about $10,000 worth of their <laughs> EP to kids standing in line to get in, which is crazy. It would never happen today. It would if never somebody, happen today. If somebody approaches me in modern days and listen to <laughs> no. me, I'm like, get away from me. Don't talk to me. I don't, like, I don't want to talk to you. This was such a product of its time of... A, like meeting people at Warped Tour and just like handing out your record or trying to sell it to people in line, playing it off of a CD player, like, hey, you want to listen to my band? And people actually wanting to do that. <laughs> Not only trying to do that, but also people being like, yeah, I'll listen to it. Nowadays, we're like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, that no happened at the last two Warped Tours I was at. And I was like, don't don't talk to me. It's just I'd, I'd like this is like to me, it was weird because I never experienced that. I sure. was like, yeah, um, I can't talk to strangers. Actually. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's not why. Uh. <laughs> anyway, these band, this band came to be because they were formerly two other bands. One was called A Kid Named Chicago, which there is a famous one out there now, uh, Chicago West, oh and God. Defining Moment. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> from that merging, they uh, made a parade that originally had a different vocalist named Jason Lancaster, who left during uh, probably during and like right before the recording because of a lack of writing credits that were going on there. I tried to find more about this because this was like pre Twitter where you could like really look at what beef was happening in discourse. <laughs> and there isn't a lot. People out had to write there. articles and shit. <laughs> yeah. The people wrote articles or it was word of mouth. So not a lot of there is existing. So I'm not too sure what that was all about. But regardless, Lancaster did fine because he found a go radio, which I had no idea about. So that was something I learned. While yeah, researching. it's a whole thing that uh, I believe Jamie all over was uh, a song by a kid named Chicago with Jason Lancaster on the song. And then when he left the band, they just took it and kept playing it and it became the Mayday Parade song. It came so, the Mayday Parade song. Yeah. And that's when Derek Sanders was the front man, too, yeah. and is still the front person. And still. So I saw this record uh, being played in full at Rye Fest in whenever that was yeah whatever 2016 could have been any time uh and my friend were really wanted to go to it and, and i had never heard this record so i had listened to this record before just to get acclimated to seeing the set there um it had been an album that i hadn't listened to before so i i got into this record and full more recently within the past decade versus like when it came out when i had heard jamie all over but wasn't really like super into Mayday Parade. I think Mayday Parade would go down as the band that I have seen open for more bands that I was actually going yeah. to see than anybody else. Uh, just because they were always on with like Pierce the Veil or, or a band like that where I'd be like, oh, cool, I'm seeing... Well, even when we saw Yellow Card this summer, we're yep. like, oh, damn, look at Mayday Parade up but there. But by that point, at least, I had been like, okay, I'm seeing Mayday Parade, right? Yeah. Like They just always were on a warp Tour. They were always on all this stuff that I would just happen to be watching them. And never really felt like, oh, they're a band that I'm super into or anything. Like, I just know who they are. They've been around forever, and and they're on this show, too. So I, I sat down to listen to this record again for, for this. And let me just say that I absolutely love this record. Okay. <laughs> I came into it, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this record. So I don't know if it's just hitting me different now or what, but I was very... Uh, uh, blown away by like, oh man, I can't believe that like I I slept on this and I missed this for so long. Um, yeah, I I I think that I think that it just flows very well. I think that when you're seeing a band perform a record like this, like there are like those peaks and valleys. They have a lot of sing-alongs on it. I fucking love this record, and 
I'll, I'll leave it there. Wow. Not much else to say. I love that for you. Now, I've never listened to this album. I've only Your listened, first time. I've only ever listened to this band through the singles that yep. we have DJed. Yep. And I have some friends. I have very, actually very few friends who have ever really listened to Mayday Parade. Mm -hmm. And the friends that I do are a few years younger than me. So I always chalk them up to be a band that came out maybe a little bit, not like super after 2008, but at least the time when I was in like high school. Yeah. And I was more into like My Chem and Hollywood Undead and things like that. Yeah. There was so a I thought different, I just a, missed that route. Yeah. There was a shift in like the genre yeah. and expansion of the genre. I was in college during this. So this was definitely like out of my high school formative, like I'm going to listen to whatever's going on here. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So even now, like my a lot of my younger friends love Mayday Parade. And I'm like, I get it because we have seen them. And I've just seen them too <laughs> on my own accidentally because they're just opening for a band where you just get somewhere. And you're like, oh, Mayday Play Parade is playing before this other band at a festival. I'll just stay here because it's a good time. They really do impress me with how much they know how to own the stage. And I feel like over the last few years, they've gotten a lot more comfortable at owning this, their stage presence and really getting into it. So I really enjoy that aspect of Mayday Parade. Now, for this album, it is very <laughs> front-loaded for me. Wow. Um, I will even say, because I pulled up the track listing, you're like vibing and bopping for the four, first four. For the first four. So you have Jamie Oliver, Black Cat, When I Get Home, Jersey. And then before you get to Miserable at Best, you have to pay a toll in the road. Oh, my God. And it's if you wanted a song written about you, all you had to do was ask. And it kills the vibe for me. Wow. It kills. It's like, damn, I just got in a car accident while paying my toll. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. It's slower. I also personally don't really like slow songs a lot of the time. That's just a me thing. I... I tried, I like try to re-listen to it a couple of times. I'm like, maybe I just, it maybe just didn't hit me the maybe first time. You need a little more, yeah. It, it did not, it didn't hit me all the other Damn. times over. I am so sorry. But then you get to miserable at best. <laughs> it kills. It's, it's an absolutely, I, I know that it's one of the saddest songs you can possibly listen to. It kills. It, it does what it needs to do. Yeah. Is the thing. But I really feel the next song um, that is after miserable, miserable at best, walk on water or drown mm -hmm. should have been swapped. In that oh, number five spot. Yeah. Because then I would have at least arrived at my destination afterwards. Okay. And I could not be in a head-on collision. All right. While questioning what's Miserable going on. Miserable at best is the song when you are like, I'm going to drive my car off the road. And you're like, <laughs> I, I drove, I, I've been driving. Actually, that might be the move. Like, let's make you safe by getting you into a car accident at the toll booth. And then that way you cannot <laughs> crash your car during dangerous? Miserable at best. Well, you're if you're already in but the that's accident. that's all cement over there, though. You would... If Probably you're listening to Miserable at Best, injured. you're swerving off the road. If you can't drive your car, you can't swerve off the road. And that's the thought process. The only way that we can stop you from swerving your car off the road during Miserable at Best. But then you held up traffic. We're not worried about traffic. You think swerving your car off the road doesn't hold up traffic? Well, that's different because it's just you. The, the total what do you mean? multiple people. Oh, my God. So... I pulled a couple of reviews from Amazon, uh, from people's reviews of this record. Now, a lot of the, rec the, the reviews of this record are from the anniversary edition. So these okay. were the 2017 reviews of it. So a lot of people are looking at this and saying, I am listening to this record from the anniversary edition, and I already liked the record, or uh, this is my 
<laughs> I bought this record and I don't really care about it. Uh, which is this review from N Girl, uh, written November 30th of 2017. The review is titled Straight to Goodwill. Holy shit. Uh, love you be the anchor sang and thought I'd check out the song. Another overwrought, faux angst young guy band can young almost guy. He- <laughs> can almost hear the crumbs dropping from the overgroomed soul patch. Promptly gave to Goodwill. Hope I made someone happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Holy shit. There are some people on Amazon who... I also want to know, why are you buying... I'm assuming that was a vinyl. It was a vinyl. Why are you spending... Why are you these buying are, a random vinyl? Not like yeah. super expensive, but they're costly enough. Why are you spending why are it without, you buying? without looking it up on YouTube or Spotify and being like, let's listen to it? Like, there's no one who should be doing that in the year 2017. Unless you're trying to be, like, edgy and different because you think you're a manic pixie dream girl, which you're not and you don't want to be anyway. Don't do that. That's silly. So this is from the Eastern Echo, which is a random Michigan newspaper that came up as, like, one of the top results when I was Hell searching yeah. for reviews. Hell yeah. But it's recent. It's from 2022. Okay. And it's an opinion piece called Mayday Praise, A Lesson in Romantics, Age Like Fine Wine. This is a college kid who's like, that's what I originally thought an intern this was a college, and like gets their chance. I thought this was a college one too, and you're going to see by the opening here. This is by Kat um, Black Cat? Mielke. Okay. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Anyway, this is where I had to double check because this was a student newspaper or like a normal, <laughs> like local newspaper. Right. As we begin the fall semester <laughs> and Michigan gets colder. It is a good time to snuggle up with a nostalgic blanket and return to our roots. For some of us, that may include those early 2000s hip-hop anthems. For others, it might consist of days of being bad at eyeliner, but having good taste in music. Did we have good taste? Um, I feel like that's really subjective. I had great taste in in music. Mm, We'll see. Interesting. Good thing we're doing reviews. Yeah, that's so crazy. (laughs) We were talking about these albums, so people know. But they did include one of the songs I do not like. I'd hate to be you when people find out what the song's yeah. about. So no, that song is good. May, so, okay, I didn't like it. Here we go. Mayday Parade right. is known for their complex lyricism, but at the end of the day, this song takes the cake. In summary, this song is about someone in a relationship trying to move on from a wrong that their partner had done to them in the past, but it is becoming increasingly difficult to forget about. This does not necessarily have to be about a romantic relationship, making it stand out from other tracks. This song musically is what drives the feelings in the song Home, the booming guitars and the pure emotion behind the vocals are what make people's eyes prickle with tears. And the overview is Mady Prey sure knows how to write an iconic record, and this will be on repeat for years to come. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. Here we be. are. Uh, they do play most of this album out at their shows anyway. So yeah, you always know you're like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna get at least I'm gonna get most five of, this of these songs. Yeah. <laughs> you like this record do you hate this record are you gonna skip them or are you gonna see the whole record at when you were young let us know drop a comment let us know down below and uh that's it and uh yeah make sure you subscribe to see the rest of the records that we're going to be reviewing on this channel and uh when we were young 2024 made a parade a lesson in romantics we'll see you there and we'll be right back after the break this is the second album from the used (laughs) To start off with, it was released September 28, 2004. That's so crazy. Yep. Um, this was also on Reprise Records, and we've already seen that with a couple other artists who were in the same area of time release that they were on Reprise. Mm-hmm. And it was produced by John Feldman, 
of Goldfinger and has worked on many other The Used albums and just a bunch of other bands' albums as well. He did their first one. So this was the second outing with The Used. Uh, and he's he's done a lot of he's done mm-hmm. a lot of music. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. Yeah. Brian <laughs> has feelings and emotions. We'll get into it. <laughs> what was interesting is that it was rumored originally when they announced that they were writing their second album that the title for it was going to be Light with a Sharpened Edge. Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting because that's also one of the tracks on the album. Yep. Uh, the singles that were off of this album were All That I've Got, Take It Away, and I Caught Fire. And actually, Under Pressure, their collab <laughs> with My Chemical Romance with Gerard Way, is their only song to hit the Hot 100s chart. Wow. Which is wild. It's the cover of Queen. Yeah, it, which is wild because I would never think that that song would be the one for them, especially now with their most recent release. They've been played their their newer stuff has been played a lot more on like Octane and even on like Q101, which is our local alt rock radio station here in Chicago. So I'm even shocked that some of those haven't even broke a little bit further with everything that they've done and said and how their consistency to put out new stuff. They haven't progress past that i think that's like kind of wild and interesting to kind of go with that too billboard actually said in a review about this album that it continues to straddle the line between street credibility and mainstream success mm. and i very firmly feel that the used was is still in that that area <laughs> and like that's not a bad thing either because i know it, you know there's a lot of people who are like I don't want anybody in the mainstream like the normies to like touch this band that I really love. But there's enough people out there because they're on the radio that they're just like, yeah, like I know these singles that I hear every so often and that's fine. Yeah. But nobody's like overzealous about it. Like when you have bad omens go viral <laughs> and then it's just like a, a terrible time for everybody. True. This is, I would say, one of the records I'm looking the most forward to seeing um, now They've done this record on yeah. tour before. They have performed this as a as a two night event of their first two records. So this will not be the first time they've performed this entire record in a in a row as well. Um, but I didn't go to that show, so I get you to see didn't. It this time. I was at that show. Yeah, I didn't go. Wow. So, uh, but to be fair, I was at the Taste of Chaos where they performed Under Pressure live. And so whatever, I got that. Uh-huh. Uh, and they played most of the songs off this record. So I've seen the majority of this record played live. Um, I will say that, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love this record. So most of this album, I'm like top tracks, all of them, um, all of them. but I'll pick a couple that like have really meant something to me since I heard it. Uh, number one, I caught fire the single, I caught fire. I have always loved this song. I think that it was one of the first songs where I heard a really cool, like tappy guitar riff that wasn't AFI. I'll put it like AFI was the only one doing that. And I heard another band doing that. I'm like, holy shit. Like here is that like tappy guitar riff. We're coming in and and it's a heavy, it's a melodic song. You got a really cool chorus. Like it just, it came to me at the right time that I was like, this is, this is where the used are growing into. This is like the used. And now we're like at like, they are stars. They are like really good songwriters. This is a great uh, way to kick off the record second track but still a great way to kick it off uh number two is cut up angels that song has always been just one of them like it, it's one of the ones where you're like i'm singing along and you can you could tell it that like the story's coming out and you're like wait yeah, a second yeah like there, what's going on here it was i don't know just from the moment i heard it i was like this song is the the rhythm to it and the 
the vibe to it just always hit me right. Um, always love this song. I believe they don't really play this one as much, so I'm excited they, to. They don't. Yeah. No, this is also one of my faves too. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, no, it it just bangs. When, the when they bangs. played it at, it was at House of Blues for that tour, yeah. and it was like, it was weird just to hear a lot of that stuff live because yeah. that was also my first time ever seeing them. So I was like, oh, this is like, this is cool because yeah. I I think that was like one of the very first like anniversary shows. Yeah, I went to. Because I think I saw they did this early because because these albums came out in '02 and '04. Yeah, <laughs> so I like, was in like early college at that yeah. point, and I remember like it was just such like a weird experience. But I because I think the only other album anniversary I ever went to was some 41s is this look infected. Yeah, my third one, which I I think we're gonna agree on this. I'm a fake. Oh, that's yeah. one of that 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 song is so hard. It's so good. The spoken intro to it. I know it's like a little Ugh. bit cringy and it's a little bit like, why are we talking about this? Don't it worry, doesn't don't matter. Worry, don't it, worry. Like if you can get over that and you can just be like in that, in that mood and that mindset and just like be like, yo, fuck it. Like I'm going. Like fuck it. We're all, I'm going When me off. and Brian were at the Odyssey Beach. <laughs> losing Dude, hearing mind. that song, hearing that song on a beach will change your whole life. <laughs> literally, we were literally on a beach and we were so far back because like the audience and it was like a bad on. It was just not great so we're in the back with some of our friends and we're popping off we're and there's like crazy. all these like people looking at us like we're here we're hearing all these songs about <laughs> you know killing yourself and shit and then there was some like older the couple ocean. that came up to us they were like do you really like this you're and like, i'm like yeah yeah and they were like this. they like gave us this like concerning parental look that yeah. we all probably have gotten like when we were like in our early teens and it was like the <laughs> yeah, funniest in our early thing. teens it was like the funniest fucking thing. It was great. It was, uh, I, I think this song goes hard every single time you hear it. And being the closer to the record, uh, I think it's just, uh, uh, I, I think it's going to go off so hard again every single time. I think I'm going to try to crowd kill Brian, actually. No, nah, I'm not going to be near you at all. Because uh, <laughs> there's so many bangers on this record. And and obviously, I think you're going to pick like some of the other ones uh, that I did not mention that are fucking the hard hitting, the heavy, the bangers. Uh, the only other one I'll say I'm like, uh, it's eh, is listening. Uh, that to me is a very really like, like listening. It's a very juvenile song, like, but not in a way where, like, it's it's an ignorant heavy song, but it's not <laughs> ignorant enough. It's still very like, eh, I'm a kid and I'm not listening to you, and I cannot get over that every time I hear it. That's what uh, makes it fun. I, feel. I yeah, I think you. I think depending on your age, like when I first heard that, because I was. I was a junior in high school when this came out, so I was already kind of getting past that, like, okay, like... You're like, I'm getting ready to, like, apply to colleges and, like, yeah, be, like have, like, a normal one But now. you're singing a song where it's, like, mom told me to do my chores and I don't want to. I, I got into this album as well when I was in um that, that 13, 14 range, but I got into it because as every young young girl does... When she starts to date someone, you're like, we're going to pick a song. And we both love the you. So we picked I Caught Fire. And then we switch it to Snow Patrol, which I don't <laughs> listen to them. So it's fucking fine. It's the Chasing Cars one. It's fine. I don't yeah. need to listen to them really ever. Um, so that worked out <laughs> in my favor. But with that, when I'm also front and center for is sound effects and overdramatics. It's so hard. It's so fucking hard. Brian and I, again, at the Odyssey Beach, but yeah. lost our goddamn collective minds. It's just it's so much crazy it's crazy they played it at riot fest this year which i was i lost my mind i got in the pit and then like i got immediately punched in the face um as it should be 
Also, a lot of you will come to find in this series, I don't like a lot of slow songs. Yeah. That's just how I am. Um, now, because of my bad experiences and because it is played so often now, I get kind of annoyed by it as I caught fire. Nah. I find myself coming back to it in moments where I'm like nostalgic or I'm in that similar like vibe that I was when I was younger when I first had that with, you know, being in a relationship or something like that where I'm like, yeah, like this makes sense. But I rarely come back to it because I also feel it's so overplayed now with a lot of people that it's not hitting the same as I wish that it did when I was like 14. That's at least for me. I think that it's a great one, but it's just it's too much like too overplayed for me right now. Not to be like, I listen to this for you, but kind of like that. Cool. Uh, So that was our thoughts on this record. Uh, but we wanted to get some other people's thoughts. So I went on Amazon.com oh, shit. and I looked up uh, what some people have said and reviewed as for this record. Uh, this review is from Anonymous Andy. Uh, I don't know him. Damn. Uh, I mean, I don't think review. does. <laughs> yeah, he's anonymous. Five-star review. Uh, the title is New Sound, but still the same great band. This was written on November 14th, 2004. When the U's released their debut in 2002, they won me and many other people over quickly with their own quirky blend of pop and hardcore and helped usher in, whether you like it or not, the current screamo trend. However, the U's have enough originality and talent at their disposal to avoid being painted into a corner. So when their second album, In Love and Death, comes around, it's no surprise that it sounds little like their debut. The band has matured in plenty of ways. For starters, the songwriting has shifted a bit. On the first album, they were a band full of young kids who were starving to taste some success. (laughs) Okay, taste of ink. Uh, On this release, we have more of a loose concept album full of songs dealing with the subject of both love and death. Wow, that's so crazy. That that would be what's covered. The songs range from brutal sound effects and overdramatics to harmonious All That I've Got, and the band effortlessly handles each moment with glorious soundscapes that speak just as loudly as vocalist Burt McCracken. Songs like Let It Bleed and Listening tread a similar path that the debut did, but other songs like Hard to Say and All That I've Got delve into the used knack for pure melody that they toyed around with on their previous songs like On My Own and Blue and Yellow. I Caught Fire is the catchiest of the bunch, combining all the used ingredients that would make up and would make a perfect second single. Take It Away, the first track and first single is absolutely brilliant and addictive and also features production by Danny Lohner of Nine Inch Nails. The album as a whole is perfect. It definitely lives up to the standard set by the debut. I was a bit skeptical at first, and it took me a few listens to fully warm up, but it pays off. Give this album its fair chance. The used are easily the best in their game, and we can only imagine what tricks they will pull out for us on their third album. Uh, and now let me go to the second review I have here. Uh, this is a review by a man named Tyler. Uh, crap. Whiny emo music, crap, teenage angst, not my type of music. This is weak music for over-emotional little dudes. <laughs> little dudes! That was a two-star review us. by a man named Tyler, uh, who I never can trust, uh, <laughs> written on March 7th, 2021. Dare I say, you can never trust any <laughs> Tylers, because that could be literally any Tyler now. Any of them. So to start here, this is brutal. Used frontman. Burt McCracken endured a public split from Kelly Osbourne. This is also from <laughs> the, this is this is very dated. Yeah, this is very very dated. Yeah. It came out November t- two thousand four, <laughs> so that was the thing. A public split from Kelly Osbourne, which has clearly caused him much distress. <laughs> One minute he's screaming, "I'm a mess without you." The next, unleashing the mother of all post split put downs. While we were making love, I was asleep. If this weren't enough, McCracken's preparation for his band's second album were interrupted by the death of two friends and a 
chihuahua. I almost mm. read that as chinchilla. And I'm like, damn, that would have been like really hardcore. <laughs> damn. He can console himself with the fact that cameo appearances on the Osborne TV show have helped push his band into the U.S. top 10. That's not. That's a lie. Uh, well, okay. MTV definitely really helped. There was a lot. Of, this was MTV2 era, not MTV, where they had more like the rock and the alternative stuff. Uh, and being that they were being picked up a bit more by MTV at that time definitely did help. It probably didn't hurt that he was on the Osbournes and had a couple episodes where he was on there. Uh, it didn't hurt, but if the song sucked, if the record sucked, yeah, it wouldn't have gone as high as it did. And and if it didn't have the the good songs that it did, no, it wouldn't do anything. I think this stuff blew up over time, and in two thousand four, it was still it was still kind of seen as underground. Like you could have Warp Tour and you could have the Taste of Chaos tour. With the used headlining, you could still, you know, sell out Aragon on that. But, um, yeah, you're not. Uh, actually, I don't know if they sold it out. They might not have sold out Aragon that night. I will say, the when used I, in Mike Hem. That's <laughs> wild. Might not have I mean, out. the last time I saw the used at Aragon was in like 2016. Yeah. And they did not sell that out by any means. It's like a three, or it's like a four to five cap, uh, five four to five thousand cap room. Yeah, it's it's a big old room. That's where big room. That's where a lot of like larger mid sized artists go before kind of like hitting like United Center and all state. Yeah. So it 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 was still fairly underground at the time. I think that a lot of these reviewers were not necessarily thinking that was going to become this scene and this whole thing, but obviously like. If my chem blows up or Paramore blows up or Fall Out Boy blows up, people are going to be looking for what else is there, what else is out there, what else is like adjacent to this, what other bands like came out at the same time. And I do think the used and in love and death like blew up because of that over the time over the t like, I don't think people loved it when it came out necessarily, but these reviewers are certainly like, well, it had staying power and people still listen to it and still really like this record. So clearly it's not for me. It's not far, part of my scene, but now that we're able to look back at that scene, maybe we feel differently about it. So they should all look at it again. Uh, Everybody go run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Check, check it out again. You're, you're going to be <laughs> the person who's like, oh, my God, when they play the next song on the record. It's like <laughs> we lit, know the yeah. set list. No, it's like the whole one follow boy plays follow boy. No, follow boy. it's <laughs> this is different because it's it's like they're telling you the set list and you're still going to be excited. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, I'm not staying next to Lizzie. Uh, yeah, we'll find out. Uh, yeah, The Used, In Love and Death, When We Were Young, 2024. And we'll, we'll see you there. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, this week. Next week, we're going to have a really fun interview that we're really stoked about. So make sure you're following us on all of our socials so you know ahead of time when that gets posted next Tuesday. And again, remember to follow us on all of our social platforms, rate, comment, like, sub, everything of that nature, and tell all your friends about us, of course. We'll be back next week with another new podcast episode. And in the meantime, I've been Lizzie, and Brian is, I don't know, again, maybe asleep. He goes to bed at normal times. And we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Now let me tell you what I think about this record. Damn, you're about to listen to Brian's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're doing like a, a Flava Flav style hype man routine. Listen man up, y'all. Oh my God, yeah. You don't know what any of this is. <laughs> I know who Flava Flav is. 
don't. You know. <laughs> anyway. Who's a modern architect? <laughs>